The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the hosts and the guests. Kirksville Weekly, a podcast exploring the people and issues that impact the city and its residents. And now your host, Ethan Gable. Welcome to Kirksville Weekly for the week of March 25th, 2019. It was a busy week in Kirksville, so let's get right to it. This week, Governor Mike Parson visited Kirksville to discuss the shakeup in the state government. On Thursday, the governor spoke to community leaders at the Kirksville Economic Development Building about his plans to reorganize governmental departments in order to increase government efficiency and to make Missouri's economy the, quote, best in the Midwest. Through the use of executive orders, the governor will have several departments moved or consolidated, such as moving the Division of Workforce Development from the Department of Economic Development to the Department of Education. Parsons said, quote, This change will give Missourians one resource for the full range of post-secondary options from apprenticeships to certificates to doctoral programs. Other changes include moving the Division of Energy to the Department of Natural Resources, the Office of Public Counsel and Public Service Commission to the Department of Commerce and Insurance, and the Missouri Arts Council to the Lieutenant Governor's Office. The reorganization will go into effect in August unless prohibited by the Missouri Legislature. Also on hand for the event was State Senator Cindy O'Laughlin, who expressed her support for the changes. Also last week, medical marijuana zoning approved. As we covered in a previous episode, ordinance were proposed creating zoning provisions for future medicinal marijuana operations in Kirksville. The ordinances, which included creating no proximity limit for marijuana dispensaries and a 300-foot limit for other marijuana operations such as growing and testing, were approved by the City Council at a meeting on Monday. While unanimously approved by the council, the decision has drawn ire for some residents, including several of the city council candidates, as expressed during last week's candidate forum. And speaking of the forum, on Tuesday, all eight of the city council candidates and dozens of community members gathered at the Interprofessional Education Building on the AT Still campus. The event was hosted by the Kirksville Area Chamber of Commerce and featured Kirksville Daily Express's Jason Hunsaker as the moderator. Prior to the candidates speaking, two ballot measures were discussed. Adair County Rural Fire Chief Brad Ray urged attendees to approve a measure that would tax county residents instead of collecting membership dues for fire protection services. If passed, a 30-cent tax on assessed value of personal and real property will go into effect. Currently, only 65% of county residents pay their fire dues. The proposed tax would bring in an estimated additional $100,000 to be used towards insurance and equipment with an eventual goal of having a paid-on-duty staff. Only county residents outside of Kirksville will see this on their April 2nd ballot. The other ballot initiative discussed was presented by Don Crosby, chairman of the Adair County E911 Joint Services Board. If passed, this measure would add a $1 fee to any phone in Adair County capable of calling 911 until October 1, 2023. As explained by Crosby, the fee would help mitigate against falling revenues and increase operating costs without cutting services or asking for a sales tax increase. Right now, there is a $1.45 fee on landline phones in Adair County outside of Kirksville. As society has become less dependent on landline phones and more dependent on cellular phones, that revenue has decreased. In 2001, the operating cost of the E911 Joint Services Board was $274,422, with 21.3% of that being paid by the $1.45 landline fee. 
This year, the operating cost has ballooned to $741,843, with only 4.7% of that being covered by the existing landline fee. If approved, the $1 fee on all phones would replace the landline fee and help offset the cost of increased 911 calls that cell phones have afforded us. Following the ballot measure discussions, Jordan Wykelt, Kevin Alm, Zach Burden, Chuck Long, Steve Reeser, Donald Smith, Daniel Joyner, and Jessica Parks provided their opening statements and then were asked four questions regarding the condition of city streets, the city code revisions, medical marijuana zoning, and economic development. They were allowed two minutes to respond to each. As opposed to recapping their answers in detail, I would encourage anyone who hasn't seen the forum yet to navigate to our Facebook page where we have reposted the footage courtesy of the Chamber of Commerce. I would also encourage anyone listening to check out our previous episodes of Kirksville Weekly to hear more in-depth interviews with the candidates. While I appreciated the candidate forum, with so many people running this year, the candidates were only able to provide small snippets of their platform. Articulating oftentimes complex policies to voters against a clock can be a tough job, so I feel that spending an hour binging our interviews will be worth your while when deciding who to cast your votes for. And to complete our candidate interview series, I finally got a chance to briefly chat with Kevin Alm and Donald Smith prior to the start of Tuesday's forum. Kevin Alm, who has run for city council annually since 1999, spoke to me first. Okay, so why are you running for council this time? Uh, Why it's everything this time. City council has been screwed up. It's great this time. Okay, and you've ran plenty of times in the past, correct? For the last 20 years, I've seen a lot of things. has gone completely wrong. Not, the council members hasn't, and the city manager hasn't been serving the people like they should have. Okay, so what would you do different if elected? Uh, but I, first of all, I make, first of all, I make sure that all the streets are taken care of. Plus, the additional streets need to be put in on either, either flow of the traffic around town, and uh, also look for a fine place. I know we have a lot of homeless people here in town. And trying uh, to try to provide uh, work for them and shelter. That way they can get them back on their feet again. Okay, awesome. Uh, how would you go about getting funding for fixing the streets? Do you think we had taken enough tax money to do that now, or is that some additional taxes? Hey, well, I'm not going to try to raise taxes on that. No way. So just use current city funds to mm-hmm. take care of that? Okay. Anything else you want to tell me about your run for city council? Huh? Anything else you want to tell me about your run for city council? Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I, for for the last thirty years and two in the last two, uh, uh, oh, uh, code directors been going around harassing a lot of people, and uh, there are a lot, there's a large amount of records and uh, complaints at the uh, public defender's office, and uh, they don't they don't let this been piled up for so long for every for every in each and every case so. So I'm wondering I was trying to work in my house. They tried to tell me I couldn't work on my own house. Gotcha. So. All right. Well, I appreciate you talking to me, sir. Good luck. Anytime. <laughs> Next, I talked to Donald Smith. Why did you decide to run for city council? I'm standing up for the public, the people. What, what specifically? Is there some specific reason that got you involved? Well, they keep on raising everything. That the poor, the handicapped, and the people that's on disabled disabled don't get a raise every year and they gotta live on what they have and it runs in either you do that or you don't get medicine or food it's got to stop somewhere so what can you do as a city council member to alleviate those issues for the citizens well i like to see the council be the boss 
we're supposed to be for the people. Let the people speak. Let them have their say so. I think they ought to go back and have a election on that they shouldn't raise without the public approval. So just more citizen input when decisions are made. Yes. What's your connection to Kirksville? Have you lived here your whole life? I lived here since I got out of the Marine Corps. Okay. Um, are there any other things that you're running for specifically or you'd like to see changed? Well, I like to see road work done in this town. It hasn't. They fixed one road one year. I mean, that can't go. I mean, you can contract that out and fix a lot of roads instead of just fixing one. What do you see, uh, like, Kirkville's growing right now when you have this economic boom going on? What can the council do to, like, keep that going? Well, one is bring down your prices of crap, you know, like water and stuff. You bring that down to where it is cheaper than Illinois. I mean, my brother was paying less for water and trash than what we are. I mean, Illinois is higher tax than everybody. There are eight people running, and on April 2nd, we're going to get in that booth, and we're going to pick three names. Why should we pick yours? Well, I'm for the people. I'll speak for them. All right. Well, thank you for talking to me. I appreciate that, sir. Thanks to all eight candidates for taking time to come on Kirksville Weekly. We wish you the very best of luck in the upcoming election. Finally this week, a bit of troubling news. On Friday, local individuals began reposting images of posters that appeared on light posts around the downtown area. The posters read, Did you know Truman trains non-whites to replace you, white man? Quote, Nations of immigrants means your time is up! Exclamation point. The bottom of the sign says that the message is, quote, brought to you by your local Stormer book club. Digging into this, I found that the Daily Stormer is an anti-Jew, neo-Nazi online forum ran by Andrew Anglin. The Stormer book clubs are usually small groups of Daily Stormer users that create and post anti-Jewish and or white nationalist posters around communities. Anglin, who cultivated these quote-unquote book clubs in 2016, has called them his real-life troll army. The signs have since been taken down. I reached out to Kirksville's resident neo-Nazi, Alex Linder, who actually runs his own anti-Jew online forum, to see if he knew anything about who was posting these signs, but I did not hear back by the time of this recording. We will continue to research this story. And that's all we have for this week. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, there is only one week until the municipal election. Do your homework and get out there and vote. We'll see you next time. Kirksville Weekly is a production of Sarcast Media. New episodes are released every Monday and are available anywhere you get your podcasts. If you have a topic that you'd like to hear discussed on the show, email us at kirksvilleweekly at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.